want to make a podcast, Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for Podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Leaning into my intuitive softness was something that I don't think I really ever truly let myself do. This concept of softness kind of goes against most personal development ideas. When you tap into the traits that make you feel your most feminine whatever that looks like for you that's when you feel your best and for so long I was trying so hard to keep up with the guys and like just do the hard shit and like be strong and I just always thought that I had to have this like really strong like go 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 thing about me and I don't Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to our Back to 8020. My name is Lily. I'm your host. Thank you so, so much for clicking on this episode, for being here today. I actually just got off of two back-to-back guest recordings, and now I'm recording my third episode of the day, a solo episode, obviously, that you guys are listening to right now. Um, and I'm just in like a really chatty mood. I have had a good deal of coffee today, like like a healthy amount. Like I said, I was chatting with a bunch of people and I feel like whenever I interview guests, it's just such a cool, such a cool time. I just love hearing other people's stories, love hearing different perspectives on things and being around really inspiring, incredible people is always super energizing for me. And then while I was setting up for this episode, I record in my living room, just like, I guess a little bit of background for you guys. I record in like this little corner of my living room and because I set up and tear down my studio whenever I do record so I set up and tear down the studio every time so it takes like 15-20 minutes to set everything up and like get all the angles right and all that and I cracked open an Olipop which I'm drinking right now if you guys are watching on video you can see I've got the strawberry vanilla flavor and I was listening to um, Sadie Robertson's podcast whoa that's good and they just were talking about some really inspiring stuff so I'm just in a really good upbeat happy mood today it's also like the perfect weather outside it's a little overcast it's not too hot not too cold okay it's actually really hot it's like 85 but that's like my preferred temperature I recorded an episode kind of like this back in February and in preparation whenever I do like these two-part episodes I always like to go back and listen to the first version like the first iteration of said episode for a couple reasons. One, I want to make sure that I'm not repeating myself too often because if my list of free things that you can do was the exact same, I would have had to totally pivot, but it wasn't. And listening back to that episode, that like really sad, like time, it was a really sad time in my life. 
um, like you can even hear in my voice how just unhappy I was and the little tips and tricks that I gave were things that I was really, really, really trying hard to implement into my life, but it was hard. When you're in a spot where you just feel really unhappy, it's so hard to get yourself to even do like the littlest thing to make yourself feel better. Even listening back to the episode, I can just kind of hear in my voice, I didn't feel qualified to give advice because I was so unhappy with my own life. It's like, you know, these are little things that I can do, but I don't feel like they're working for me. And I'm just trying to, you know, pump out an episode and give someone a little dose of inspiration. Maybe it'll help someone somewhere. Maybe it helped me at the time. I don't really know. Um, I actually just, this is a little bit of a tangent, but one of the podcasts that I was on today, I did a podcast swap with my friend Brianne and um, she's the host of the Goal Digger Guide podcast, which I love that name. And I tell her why when uh, when we talk in that episode, but she kind of brought up an interesting perspective and I won't give away too many details because um, I want you guys to go listen to that episode on her podcast. It was super fun to record, but she said to me, do you feel like the podcast is a reflection of, does, does it parallel your life essentially? And it really, really does. And everything that you guys hear on the show is something that I'm currently going through. What is currently like dropping down for me, the things that I feel, the things that I think, you know, little bits and pieces of my friends' lives and my friends' stories and things that they've said to me in conversation that I kind of all pull together to create this, you know, audio, now visual, if you're watching on Spotify, version or kind of diary of my life. So when I listened back to that episode from February, it feels like yesterday, but it also feels like lifetimes ago that I posted that. And I feel like this is definitely, it's like a, like a part two essentially of that episode, but it's also entirely fresh because this is such a new version of me, a new chapter of my life. I've shed a lot of anxieties and fears and things that no longer serve me from like that chapter of my life are are now gone. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, And I've kind of like rebranded my entire life to some degree since posting that episode. You guys know this season's all about healing girl summer. And I went into this season with a full intention of kind of, you know, overhauling, yes, the podcast, but also my life. And listening back has just kind of proven to me that there's been growth, there's been change, and the rebrand is definitely healthy and definitely moving in the right direction. Um, And so if you go back and listen to kind of like the part one, we could call it of this episode, um, it's just got a different vibe to it. She's she's sad, she's unhappy, she's trying her best, um, she's overwhelmed. And I think if I could go back and tell like that, you know, February even version of myself, you know, it's, it's going to get better. I was really trying hard to like, look at life from like a, it will get better. I talk about how life comes and goes in waves. You're going to ride high highs and you're going to have low lows. But I said something in that episode and I never really finished the thought. And maybe it's because I disagree with the thought now, but, um, you know, your life is kind of like a heart rate monitor. You know, you've got ups and downs and you're not going to stay in one place forever. And that is true. But, um, I said something along the lines of like, if you're stagnant, you flatline. And I would have to disagree. And 
So I'll go back and I'll disagree with that old version of myself. And I'll say that sometimes being stagnant is a blessing. Sometimes not moving forward, not moving closer to a dream, having something or someone or, you know, fate, whatever, kind of say, you know what, you're going to pause. You're just going to be in this present moment. You're going to kind of spend a little bit of time here. You're not going to have a high high. You're not going to have a low low, but you're just going to be for a second and you're going to be okay. Um, the other day I was writing in my journal and I was kind of frustrated because I wasn't having like deep feelings and that's, that's super weird for me because I feel everything really deeply and I'm a very empathetic person and I was like, why am I not feeling, I don't feel anything. Like I don't feel, I don't feel numb, but I don't feel super happy, but I don't feel like I, I have like a deep feeling about this. And I kind of came to this conclusion of like, you can kind of just be in the middle. Like you don't have to always be riding this high. You don't always have to be like super down in the dumps. Like you can just kind of like be in the middle. So that's kind of like the emotional side of things. But I also feel like I'm just kind of floating in like, we can call it a limbo or whatever. But I just kind of feel like I'm in a holding pattern. But the funny thing is, I don't know what I'm waiting for. I have no clue what's next and I'm using air quotes next I've always been the type of person that's like what's next for me what's what's on the horizon what's new what's coming up Um, let's get a date on the calendar kind of like waiting for the next big thing and for the first time in my life I don't really have anything that's next and that feels weird feels really really strange but because I know that life goes the way that it goes I know that this season of just kind of like chilling, waiting, relaxing, being is preparing me for whatever the next big thing is. Also, I came to the conclusion that this season of kind of more relaxing, pulling back, just being is something that I longed for for so long. You can flip back through like old journals or old podcast episodes and I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so rushed. I'm so go, go, go that softness being relaxing wasn't even in my vocabulary. And so why am I trying to rush out of the season that I prayed so hard for? This episode is brought to you by Mosh, a protein bar made for your brain. A few weeks ago, I was visiting my parents back home in Ocean City, and I was sitting outside on the back porch with my mom, and we were just like catching up, talking, and she was like, oh my gosh, Lily, I've been meaning to show you something. I'll be right back. She ran into the kitchen, and she came back. It was the cutest thing with a little plate where she had a bunch of different flavors of mosh bars and she was like you are gonna love these so we sat there and we snacked on these delicious bars and I was like mom these rock what are these and she went on to tell me that because your brain is your number one tool mosh protein bars were mindfully formulated with some of the top neurologists and functional nutritionists to create the protein bar for your brain each mosh bar includes 12 grams of protein and is made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwanga lion's mane collagen and omega-3s my personal favorite would probably have to be the dark chocolate crunch if you guys know me you know that i'm a sucker for a chocolate bar and the dark chocolate crunch flavor is rich it's velvety dark chocolatey with like a little bit of almond butter 
minus all the sugar. So thanks mom for getting me hooked on mosh and now you guys get to try and love them too. Don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and your mind with the fuel that it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, mosh protein bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash 8020 to save 20% plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack, which includes all six mouthwatering flavors. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E dot com slash 8020. So because I'm in a season of softness, of healing, of waiting, of just being kind of just like floating around, going with the flow, dare I say, um, those are all things that I think are very, well, I don't think, I know are very in line with my feminine energy. Going into the summer season, Healing Girl Summer, I knew that I wanted to just kind of like soften a little bit and lean into this gentle side of myself. And leaning into my intuitive softness was something that I don't think I really ever truly let myself do until this year. This concept of softness kind of goes against most personal development ideas. Right now the TikTok sound, and I just have to chuckle, the TikTok sound or the real sound is like, who's going to carry the boats? And it's Dave Goggins and he's like the stay hard, like the, the, the poster child of go, 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 work hard, work harder, win, run harder, be faster, be stronger. I just have to chuckle because that is such a masculine perspective or like a masculine desire, I guess we could call it. And I'm not saying that women don't want to work hard because that's the furthest thing from the truth. I, from, from personal experience, I can tell you, I have so much drive. I have so much dedication. I have so many goals that I want to reach, but I've been able to tap into what I really want out of life and almost work harder by doing less. And I don't think that that makes any sense, but to me it does. I don't know. Like, because I've been able to slow down, I've had more ideas come to me than ever before because I've slowed down I've been more creative because I've been living in more of a of of a flow state work has just kind of come naturally to me it hasn't felt forced because I've been living in an empathetic energy I've been able to deepen connections with my friends more than I have in my entire life I was kind of writing and preparing today's episode and I wrote this down and I just kind of want to read it directly from my notes so I don't screw up the idea but Um, As women, we've been sold the idea that we have to keep up with the guys, and that isn't necessarily true. As women, we can choose to remove ourselves from that personal development practice that makes so much money and lean into our intuitive softness and feminine energy. Um, I'm not saying that women aren't tough because we definitely are, but when you step back from the worldly ways of daily operations, it's crystal clear what works and what doesn't work for men versus women. And if you're listening to this and you're like, Lily, I work my best when I'm going hard, doing all the things, checking all the boxes. That's awesome. Tell me your secret. But in most of my conversations with my female friends, there's a general consensus that when you allow yourself to truly tap into the most feminine, like girly, I don't even want to say girly is the right word, but just like the traits that you think of 
as kind of more I'm probably going to get backlash on this episode, but I don't really give a shit. Like it is so, it's so true. Like when you tap into the traits that make you feel your most feminine, whatever that looks like for you, that's when you feel your best. And for so long, I was trying so hard to keep up with the guys and like just do the hard shit and like be strong. And, you know, I've always been a girl's girl, but like, I just always thought that I had to have this like really strong like go 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 thing about me and I don't so that all being said these seven free things are all rooted in your feminine softness and there truly is something so beautiful in letting yourself kind of tap into this like feminine flow state so let's go ahead and dive into the seven habits, things, tips, tricks, tools that have helped me tap into the healthiest, happiest version of myself. We'll just start off like real deep. Why not? This is like probably one of the most tough topics to talk about and I'm going to, it's going to seem like I'm breezing over it, but I'm not. I just have a lot more work to do in this area, Um, but embracing your body as it is. This is hard. I think most people would agree that the relationship that they have with their body is one of the most difficult relationships they've ever taken part in. Kind of a more simple way to work on this relationship with your body is to focus on the things that you love about your body more than you focus on the things that you don't love about your body. I used to have really bad acne and I This is something that I've struggled with my whole life, like went on Accutane when I was 13, that didn't work. So I went on birth control when I was 14 and it was going to solve my problems, like the whole bit. And it never did. Like no matter how many, how many pills I took, like nothing helped my acne. And it was always something that I was so insecure about. And it wasn't until I realized that it was never really about the acne. It was about my body trying to balance its hormones and it's not really the external it's all about the internal like things really changed so that's something like a topic for a different time that I can totally I could create hours and hours and hours of content on that topic um but when I started to truly look at myself in the mirror and flip the switch and focus on things that I liked about myself rather than things that I didn't like about myself that's when I saw physical change. I know firsthand that this is probably one of the toughest things that you will ever do is shift the narrative in your own head about yourself. Um, But start with things that you like. So figure out a couple things that you like about yourself and tone those things up. And I'm not saying this because it's going to drown out what you don't like but when you focus on the good the good gets better and that can be applied physically too another thing that you can do is put sticky notes i love doing this i've done it like literally my whole life write little happy positive messages to yourself or positive quotes and stick them on your mirror lexi and i go back and forth on each other's mirrors all the time and I think maybe like she's out of the house right now. Maybe when I'm done recording, I'll do a little sticky note and put it on her mirror right now just while I'm thinking about it. But if you have a roommate, you guys can do this for each other. Just like leave little notes around the house for your future self to find or for your roommate to find. And 
you just like there's so much power in the words that you use to speak to yourself to speak to others so choose kind ones choose uplifting ones and talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend that was like the longest first point ever like I said I could go on and on about that probably my entire life This episode is brought to you by Olipop, a new kind of soda. Olipop has quickly become my favorite beverage. Not only is it refreshing and yummy, it actually makes me feel good too. And that's because Olipop supports my gut. With a unique blend of functional ingredients that combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals, each can of Olipop is actually working to support your digestive health. Something that I learned recently is that most people don't get enough fiber in their diet, including me. Something that is actually helping to add more fiber into my diet is drinking Olipop because in each can, I'm drinking nine grams of fiber, which also contributes to gut support too. All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly with less than eight grams of net carbs per can. My personal favorite would have to be strawberry vanilla, which is the one that I'm sipping in today's episode, or when it's like 95 degrees outside, you can probably find me by the pool sipping the watermelon lime flavor. That's like the best for a hot, blistering summer day. You can visit drinkolipop.com slash 8020 and use code 8020 for 20% off of non-subscription orders. Again, that's drinkolipop.com slash 8020 and use code 8020 for 20% off. Olipop can also be found at over 22,000 stores across the country, including Walmart, Kroger, Whole Foods, and Sprouts. Do not discount the power of going for a cute little mental health walk. <laughs> you know, this was kind of trendy on TikTok for a while and it was like going for a walk, for a silly little walk, for my silly little mental health. But there's something so powerful in getting outside, getting away from your screen for a second, just kind of like being in nature. Something that I love to do is just start walking, find like a grassy knoll, take your shoes off and just like lay under a tree. That's awesome. I joke sometimes with my friends, like if someone says something so outlandish or they're like just really going crazy, it's like go touch grass. That is true sometimes. Have you ever been like working really hard at your computer or studying really hard for a test or just doing something for too long that is so like it it, like doesn't really matter in like the long run you know and you're like like I'm working so hard and maybe you've hit a wall go outside connect with the world be like okay this is what matters this is what doesn't matter like life is gonna go on regardless and obviously like get your shit done but like go touch grass go be with nature for two seconds go for a run go for a walk take your shoes off smell the roses Just do something that connects you with nature besides staring at your screen. Point number three is to track your cycle. I just posted an episode with Kate Morton. She is a registered dietitian. She founded Funkit Wellness, which is all about like cycle syncing and seed cycling and working with your cycle, not against it. And in my life, I have found so much power in knowing where my body is in my cycle. We were always kind of taught growing up that our period is something that just like happens once a month and we should kind of be ashamed of it. And I I think back to middle school and like if you had to change your tampon, like you would like hide it in your sleeve and like run to the bathroom. I remember one time like my teacher wouldn't let me go to the bathroom and I literally just said, well, I need to change my tampon. And she was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that. And I'm like, well, like, what do you want me to say? 
<laughs> like you're not just gonna let me go to the bathroom <laughs> like what's up with that and she was so like appalled that I would like speak about a period and that type of behavior is so just like discounts everything that makes us women but anyway I think that in my life I found so much power in knowing what phase I'm in right now for example I started this episode by saying like I'm super energized I talked to three or two people this morning to interview them on my third podcast episode I've had a little bit of coffee and I did this and I did that like yes I did all those things but also I'm ovulating right now and so it's kind of just a natural reaction that I would have a lot of energy and feel just kind of chatty and fun. It's the part of my cycle where I'm feeling most energized. And so it's no wonder that I'm getting so much work done and I'm so productive because I'm in that phase of my cycle. This is a little woo-woo too, but I also think that when you track your cycle and the moon, things can sometimes get interesting Um, I don't think I'm currently synced up, but sometimes I do get synced up with the moon. I think it's like a new moon when you're on your period. Just did a little bit of research on this. Um, The new moon is traditionally associated with menstruation. So if you get your period with the new moon, this is known as a white moon cycle. The full moon is traditionally associated with ovulation, but some women do get their period on the full moon and this is called a red moon cycle so interesting. The white moon cycle is more commonly experienced because the full moon is earth's most fertile time. Um, Additional light is perceived by plants. When there's bright moonlight as well as sunlight, it's traditionally associated with ovulation. So maybe I'm reversed. There have been many times in my life where I've noticed that my ovulation phase also lines up with the full moon phase And that would make sense because it's like energetically in the world, there's more energy and energetically in your cycle, you're supposed to have more energy. Um, The whole thing's super interesting. So track your cycle and track the moon phases and you might notice some interesting, interesting stuff going on. Next up is take a break from what typically brings you dopamine. I was reading about a dopamine detox and this is kind of surrounding the idea that our phones have become an addiction and when you take a break from that hit of dopamine that you get from like refreshing the page or scrolling reels you start to notice what really brings you happiness rather than kind of like man-made happiness from the phone. I want to do a whole podcast on the dopamine detox because I've definitely heard this term thrown around a lot lately and um so yeah I don't know maybe try with yourself take like a weekend off your phone take a week off your phone maybe just delete Instagram from your home screen or whatever app you spend the most time on um I recently deleted Snapchat I don't have TikTok I don't really watch YouTube um I got rid of Facebook forever ago um I choose not to scroll LinkedIn because that just brings me so much anxiety I don't know why but Instagram is like I would definitely say Instagram is like my addiction. So reels too. Like I will get lost in reels for a very long time. And I have to be like, no, like why am I finding happiness and like sitting on the couch and scrolling reels? That is so not good for me. Maybe I need to put the phone down and pick up a book or maybe I need to phone a friend or go grab coffee or go for a walk or go for a run without my phone because sometimes this right here is like almost a pacifier and We're just kind of using it to maybe avoid ourselves or avoid work that we have to do or avoid a tough conversation. And when you realize and notice that these habits that you have are really not healthy for you, 
um, are really not getting you to where you want to go in life, it's really easy to be like, all right, I got to cut this shit off. I'm going to reset my dopamine. I could be totally butchering this. Someone's going to listen and be like, that's not how it works. I don't really care. Um, Get off your phone. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. Next up is to take care of your space. And I mentioned this in my first free habits for a healthier mind episode and it was more along the lines of like keep up with the laundry empty the dishwasher that kind of stuff and that is super important no doubt about it but I also think that you need to take care of your space in the sense where this is where you're going to spend most of your time it's where you're going to come home at the end of a long day and rest your head it has to be a place that brings you happiness and up until recently, I really didn't have that much artwork on the wall. I didn't really love my room. I didn't really like the way that it looked. I didn't really like truly put effort into my home. And I don't know why I didn't do that. And I think that maybe it's because I didn't spend enough time here. Um, but I remember like on weekends and stuff, like I I worked in an office and The office is where I spend most of my time. Mine is probably like my bed sleeping at night. Because I didn't put much effort into making my house a home, it wasn't a place where I wanted to spend most of my time. And so I would distract myself by going to the gym or I would distract myself by just literally being anywhere but here. And I don't know what I was avoiding, but I just didn't really enjoy being here in my house, Um, which is so ridiculous because I literally have like the best setup that anyone could ask for. I'm so blessed to live where I live. And I have so many cool like design opportunities in this house, like it's insane. And so when I truly just like put in a little bit more effort and like went to Home Depot and like got some shelves for my room and like got some prints off of Etsy and bought some cool artwork from Home Goods and bought more plants. Plants are a huge thing, guys. Um, I know like these are all things that you have to buy, but it's really low cost. Like this print behind me is from Etsy and the frame is from Michael's and I think the frame was on sale. It was like buy to get one free and the print was maybe $5 and plants at Home Depot are so cheap. You will be shocked. Like you can get some plants for your house for very, very cheap. Get a couple pots from like Home Goods or HomeSense or Amazon and just kind of like add life, add color, add fun into your apartment. And maybe that's it. Maybe I just like was so focused on like getting shit done and like checking the boxes that I didn't really care what the place looked like. I just wanted like to get shit done. You know, I didn't really care like about the creative side. I didn't really care about how things looked. I was like, as long as the laundry's done and the dishes are put away, like it's fine. And it wasn't until we actually got a kitchen table and like put up art that I actually feel at home. Like yesterday we spent the whole day at home. It was Sunday. It was so chill. It was rainy outside. And we just like watched movies on the couch and we cooked every single meal at home. And I have never felt happier in a home, in a place than I do now that my home is truly like feels like a home, you know? Next up, this one is going to sound kind of silly, but it brings me so much joy And that is to turn on music and dance around your house. This is completely free, minus the cost of maybe like your neighbors banging on the ceiling. But I truly believe that singing and dancing is one of the most fun, pure, joyful activities that you could ever participate in. And it sounds so like live, laugh, love of me or like crochet pillow, like Pinteresty slogans but really like some of my favorite memories 
are dancing in the kitchen with my friends. I even have a neon sign in my kitchen that says this kitchen is for dancing. And it's such like a simple little like cheesy thing that means so much to me, but but there's just so much power and movement and it doesn't have to be from like a workout. It could literally just mean putting on music in your kitchen and dancing around or putting your headphones on while you empty the dishwasher and letting like the music kind of like take you out of this current little state that you're in and into somewhere else and just like having fun. And so dance by yourself, dance with your friends, like turn on good music. And it's something that people have done for ages like literally since the beginning of time people have danced to bring joy and I don't think that we should do away with it just because we think that we look silly you know I think that you should just dance and have fun and and let let your life be joyful for for no reason other than the fact that you're dancing in your kitchen you know so last but not least tip number seven item number seven are I'm kind of combining like two and one Um, These are two really simple tools that you can put in your toolbox to bring you peace. Embrace your intuitive softness. Just be. And these are two tips that are really beneficial when there's so much going on around you. You feel very overwhelmed. You feel like life is just happening. These are going to calm you down. The first thing is four by four breathing. This is where you're going to take a four count breath in. Hold at the top for four, exhale for four, and then hold at the bottom for four. Not only do I do this when I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I do this every single morning. It's something that I do before I start my prayer and meditation, and it really just helps to calm me down. Like it is one of those things that like you do it and you're like, okay, I'm okay. No matter how fast like the morning had to move, like I'm fine. I'm just being present, being here now. The second thing is something that I heard on, actually, I think Callie talked about the four by four too, Um, but the four by four, love it. I've done it for a while, but the second thing is something that I learned from my friend Callie Jardine on Healthy But Human, and she talked about something called the mindful minute, and when she ran through this on the podcast, I was like, holy shit, how come I've never heard of this before? So I'm going to walk you guys through it. Shout out to Callie. Um, for teaching me this. It is such a cool practice. Take a couple deep breaths and focus on five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And obviously you'll go slower. You'll kind of like answer those questions. But when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, this is so incredible to bring you back to the present moment when I heard Callie talking about this I she actually like walked us through the exercise like she left space for people to to think about five things that you can see and when I started to do this I was like oh I know exactly what she's doing she's bringing us back to this present moment and that's exactly what this practice does and I do this all the time now like I was overwhelmed at work the other day and I was just like you know what this is so silly like it's just overwhelm about a silly little thing and I just did this practice and you just feel so much better because you realize like this moment right here is what's in front of me this is what matters what's happening up here in the head this is all kind of just like my little reality that's spinning and my anxiety is taking advantage of the fact that I'm not feeling 100% right now And it's just kind of like taking my fears and making them worse and just kind of like bringing myself back to like, okay, 
I can see the plant in front of me. I can see my camera in front of me, my podcast microphone, my couch, my kitchen table. Like those are all tangible things that like I can touch, I can feel, I can see, I can taste. And like this moment in front of me is going to be fine. I crafted this list based on what I've been doing lately to really tap into the healthiest version of myself, which is also really in touch with my feminine energy. I think for me, I've seen such deep effects of these practices on my life and I've really become more sensitive yet better version of myself. I think Growing up, I was always kind of told like I was too sensitive. I've always had a lot of emotions. I've always been a very, just like I care. I care about a lot of things. I'm a big overthinker. I've got a lot of, just a lot of stuff going on up in my head and I just care a lot. I ask a lot of questions. I'm very sensitive. I've got a lot of big emotions and I've always kind of suppressed the fact that I have a lot of big emotions because I was kind of told like, that's not how you do things. Like you just gotta like toughen up a little bit. And never in my life have I felt more okay with being this gentle version of myself than I do now because I know that it's kind of who I'm meant to be. I mean, and not that I can't like turn it on and be a bitch and I can really put someone in their place if I need to, but I think this version of myself has felt the most right. Never in my life have I been more I guess in tune with like my own needs and and met my intuition deeper than I have now. These habits, these free things are a very small portion of that. So I hope that this list kind of helped you, inspired you to kind of tap deeper into the version of you that you know that you're meant to be, whether that is kind of unlocking more of your feminine energy or kind of just like entering into this flow state, you know, connecting with your joy, connecting with your compassion. Um, these are things that have really helped me and I would love to hear what's helped you as well. So if there's a tip or a trick in here that you try and you really enjoy, let me know. If there's something else that you think has helped you tap into your feminine energy, let me know in our 8020 group chat. That is a place for so many 8020 listeners to hang out. You guys are always chatting away and then I love to see what you guys are saying. So you can use the link in the show notes to join that. You can also follow me on Instagram. I would love to see that you listened to today's episode. I would love to know what you thought about it. So be sure to snap a picture of you listening to this episode and tag me at Lily Rayco and tag the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for being a part of this community. You guys are truly the best. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next week.